0: The Talk of Mid-Maryland, Free Talk 930, WFMD, WFMD.com, Bob Miller, Ryan Hedrick. And Todd Weivel Todd Weivel. Yeah. Good for, in the good studio. Morning. In the house. In the, the house. Hold on. <laughs> <it>. Let's
1: get... <go. laughs> wow. From the They're Frederick excited. County Sheriff's Office. And as we said, Chuck Jenkins, Frederick County Sheriff Chuck Jenkins, will join us tomorrow. Todd, uh, last week, I made the point on this show that when the, um, when the four men were uh, arrested for murder, the four MS-13 gang members, the illegal immigrant gang members that murdered that teenager, we did not hear that they were illegal immigrants until they were booked into the sheriff's office, and the sheriff's office sent out a release stating that all the men were in the country illegally. Why did that information come from the sheriff's office and not the city police?
2: Because the 287G program here in Frederick County is ran by the Frederick County Sheriff's Office. And it's a jail program. It is not a law enforcement program. There's no law enforcement officer out there running 287G for the county, the city, the state. It's all done through the jail.
1: So essentially, are we a sanctuary city in this city is that what we are um
2: I, I think you can almost say any city now in the united states of america is a sanctuary city really yeah. i mean um the nice thing about frederick county keeping the 287g program is that we we are able to find out that these guys and gals are here illegally we non-citizens and that after they're done serving their time we work with ice to start that deportation process and not put them back out on our streets and in harm's way of our, our citizens. Yeah.
0: Do you, um, Todd, do you, um, share that information? Then like, as soon as you find that information out from the uh, the 287 G program, does that information get shared out with the local agencies?
2: It does. Yes, sir. And I mean, and we do it through the press release, but also it's done through a process down at the jail. And I mean, ICE is made aware right away. So uh, and that's uh, that's federal. So, yeah, it's shared as fast as we can.
1: So with that being said, the 287G program is a jail program. There's a lot of misinformation about that program, isn't there? And I feel like during the election, it was politicized and it was uh, misinterpreted. As a program where the sheriff's deputies are pulling over and profiling people, taking them out of their car and just putting them in jail because of the color of their skin. At least that's how some politicians in our community painted the program. Why do you think the program that's so simply a jail detainer program has become so politicized.
2: Well, I just think it's about educating everyone. And so when it first started here in Frederick County, it was a law enforcement and corrections program. If what It was for sure. Um, 287G then moved to a jail-only program. And so there's no law enforcement officer out there on the streets of Frederick County or in the state that can um, enforce 287G. It, it is only done through the jail. And it's about us doing the education to the public and to all those who are out there saying the wrong things about it, to make sure that they understand exactly what they're talking about. Yeah.
0: Talking with Todd Weibel here on Free Talk 930 WFM, Dean from the Frederick County Sheriff's Department. When when those uh, four despicable men um, were arrested, um, you know, obviously we the whole 287G aspect of it, but from a sheriff's department, um, do we find out at all ever? why they do something that they do i mean was this just really a gang initiation was this uh something that was a retaliation on another gang
2: see i can't talk about that because that's the frederick city police's case and so those are the ones who can talk about it but i can't specifically talk about the case itself i can just talk about the 287g aspect of it and how it works
1: yeah, so I was reading a. Uh, somebody sent me a press release, and, and they told me to read it carefully. And they also sent me a picture of some graffiti that showed up in the city. And I don't want to throw the letters out there because, like I said on the show yesterday, I, I believe that it's starting to become more and more dangerous for me as an individual to to talk about these gangs that are in close proximity to the radio station, given the fact that they're so dangerous. But There is a certain gang in the city that has what they call a subset. And the subset represents an international gang that's in this area. And I think Bob referenced the gang that these guys belong to. In a city like this, which you've acknowledged, Todd, is both a sanctuary city, a border city. I don't think that this is the last case that we see that involves transnational Gang members murdering a local teenager.
2: I agree with you 100%. This isn't. I mean, Frederick County is one of the largest and fastest growing counties in the state of Maryland. Um, I said this before when I've been on the air. When I started here three years ago, I think we were around 240, 250,000, but as a population, now we're up, up above 280,000. Mm-hmm. We're seeing counties around us shrinking, but Frederick County is continuing to grow, and when it grows, you're going to have more crime. And more,
1: more serious crimes like murder and whatnot. Right. It's uh, 826 coming up on 827. Can you stick around for a couple of minutes? Absolutely. All right, Todd Weifel joining us. Uh, coming up next, we're going to talk about a horrible tragedy that has saddened our community as a vehicle plunged 400 feet into a dry quarry uh, in Liberty Town the other day, killing three people. We'll talk about that with Todd coming up 827 at WFMD.
0: Express at WFMD, Bob and Lorine Hendrick, 835. Todd Weibel from the Frederick County Sheriff's Department is in the uh, studio. I... What? office? What do you mean? Frederick, Frederick County, County Sheriff's, Sheriff's office. office. Okay. okay. I, don't <laughs> I don't know why, know why I'm, why I'm echoing. echoing. I don't know why you're echoing either. Huh. huh. Maybe it's my fault. Okay.
1: Anyway, um, so a horrible, horrible tragedy, and somebody rightfully uh, corrected me on the, the text line, and yes, Dean, You're right. Union Bridge, Maryland is where the tragedy took place, Todd. And and this happened on Sunday at around eight thirty in the morning. So you get the call and you're used to all kinds of emergencies. This was a this was especially horrific as a car plunge 400 feet. You've seen a lot. Talk about the magnitude of this and the tragedy.
2: Yeah, so this, I mean, this is crazy. And let me just go back and say, we got the call at 830. It didn't happen at 830. We're not sure yet what time it happened. Mm-hmm. We're still doing that investigation. But yeah, so serving in the military 24 years, being over in Afghanistan twice, Africa twice. I've seen a lot. Uh, I've been all over the world. Uh, and this was crazy. I mean, you're right about a, a vehicle plummeting down three to 400 feet and, and just... Uh, pretty much getting smashed and obliterated. And, you know, our hearts and thoughts and prayers go out to all those families involved with this. I mean, this was just so tragic for that local community.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Now, um, you know, a lot of speculation, and there are some anger. But let's talk about the incident itself. Obviously, probably still under investigation. I heard people saying they were a very high rate of speed, lost control. That um, the, you, there were burnout uh, burnouts on the road. Um, can you confirm or deny any of that? Well, I can definitely tell you
2: that there was a, a definite high rate of speed. I mean, that's without a doubt. Um, I can't speak to the burnout part. Of it, um, and it definitely looks like that they lost control as far as what else led into that. We're still investigating it.
0: Morning News Express on WFMD 843 in the uh, studio is Ryan Hendrick and the public information officer for the Frederick County Sheriff's Office,
1: Todd Weibel. Thank you, Bob. Todd Weibel. Yeah, so. I did want to get to the social media dynamic, and Bob mentioned it briefly, but there was this whole thing, and I kept getting ding, 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 dings on my phone on Sunday. People were speculating about uh, what happened with those three people, the remarkable age difference between the man and the two girls, which was somewhere in the ballpark of 40 years. But when you're posting incidents on um, the Frederick County Sheriff's Office Facebook page, we've talked about this before. Social media opens up a can of worms that creates almost like a subculture of community comments when you're talking about tragic incidents. And it's hard to control because you put filters on it. You could literally spend your whole day deleting and editing comments. But social media is what it is. It adds another layer Uh, To the world of law enforcement when investigations are ongoing
2: it sure does and you know we want to control the narrative So we try to do that through all media aspects to include press releases and press conferences But social media is a big game changer now and we try to put out the facts as fast as we can timely and accurate and and really what we're doing is we're not speculating, we're not trying to start rumor, we're trying to put out exactly what we know at that time and then we try to keep it updated as fast as we can.
0: Well, one of those uh, rumors is that the, the quarry itself did not have enough, I guess I wanna call them barriers around it to keep f- something like this for happening. Now, it, it, can you confirm deny that and if so, is there something that the sheriff's department can go? Hey, look, this is a, this is a hazard. You need to you need to fix this.
2: No, no, that isn't on us, and I can't okay. I can't confirm or deny that. I can tell you that there was a pretty good sized berm and a fence and some tree line there. Um, you would think that there was enough there to stop a vehicle from doing what it did, but obviously uh, it didn't happen that way. So uh, I can't speak to that. That's up to the quarry themselves to figure out.
1: What is? next for this investigation where do you go from here?
2: So just like when an aircraft goes down and there's a black box inside that tells you everything that's going on when a car goes into an impact like that, uh, there's ways that our deputies can work with uh, the vehicle to figure out how fast it was going, you know, what speeds and um, where it left and and, and just different things of that nature. So they're looking into that right now. You also have the medical examiner doing autopsies of all three of those um, uh, victims and again our heartfelt sympathies go out to all their families for Mm -hmm. sure. There's still a lot of investigation to be done. Um, Our deputies have been out back out there on scene,
1: uh, checking out different things on the road and things of that nature. Talk to us about your recruiting efforts. You had an open house uh, a few weeks ago. Sheriff Jenkins was was there and we had uh, some people from our, um, you know, company out there as well. Uh, Was that well attended? Is there an increased interest in becoming a Frederick County Sheriff's deputy now that we're past the, tumultuous 2020 period that we were in?
2: Um, I still think that we are um, not recovered fully from that. And um, I think that we had a great turnout. We actually did it in partnership with the Veteran Services Center. Mm-hmm. And just for two seconds, if I could say something, if, if you're a veteran and you have not in Frederick County and you have not checked out the Veteran Services Center off of Monocacy, it is a great, great service center out there. And so they partnered with us. We partnered with them and we did our hiring event out there and we had a great turnout and we're actually going through uh, some of that process right now. Hopefully we can get some candidates in the door.
1: So veterans that want to be be police officers.
2: Absolutely, but not only that, they offer all kinds of services out there. They, they are such a great a uh, team out there, Nikki Falzone, is, is leading them, and, and they are doing a great, great job for Frederick County veterans. And I believe the Veterans Affairs Office that uh, was down at the courthouse is actually moving down there as well, and they're mm-hmm. going to have a great facility. So, uh, you know, a great opportunity for us to partner with a local agency to, help, to hold this recruiting event. We're going to have another one on July 19th for correctional officers. You can be 18 years old. You start an annual salary of over 51000 so it's a great opportunity.
1: All right, Todd, thank you so much for joining hey, can us. Can I say one thing? Absolutely. So,
2: Bob, I just want to correct something. It's my fault about the sheriff not being on the air this morning. I thought I had sent Ryan a text. I thought it went through, and I relied on technology, and it didn't. So I'm not going to let Ryan fall on the sword. It is my fault I didn't follow up, and the sheriff will definitely be here tomorrow.
0: Yeah. You know what? I'm going to tell you something. The other day when we were talking off air, uh, Ryan said the sheriff's going to be here on Wednesday.
2: Yeah, but that's because Ryan and I had talked last week, and so I'm taking full accountability for this. Oh, I, I had sent him a Don't text. Don't fall on the sword. No, for him, no, 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 it's me, it's me. But now you got to fall on the sword for saying sheriff's department all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm just kidding. So I mean, real quick, and I know we're going to, and I know probably you know, obviously the sheriff's not going to be able to talk about what's going on in the you're hearing in the newspaper and stuff. Is he still? I mean, he stepped he stepped aside, kind of not taking the role that he has uh, been elected for. Is he still involved? with any kind of operations or not? He is, and and I'll just say this. I'm not speaking on behalf
2: of any deputy or correction officer out there. I'll just tell you, Sheriff Jenkins is still the sheriff for Frederick County. And, and some people are getting that confused and they assume that Colonel Benjamin, who's our chief deputy, is now the sheriff. He is not. He is still the chief deputy. He's doing administrative functions. But Sheriff Jenkins is still actively involved. He went to the last county budget meeting and represented the sheriff's office. So he is still the sheriff of Frederick County.
1: And by the way... Uh, county lawmakers cut 106,000. 800. 800. What did I say? I, I'm sorry. 806,000 real dollars from the budget, meaning they cut positions. They cut four deputy positions. Think about that in the context of the growing crime rate. No wonder crime is up. Because county lawmakers don't want to see it go down,
2: right? And and that's tough. That's a tough pill to swallow. Whenever that happens, not just to the sheriff's office or any agency, when you start to lose people in positions. And so it's something that we're going to have to adapt and overcome. And hopefully, in time, we can get those positions back.
1: Yeah. Um, somebody asking you, Todd, do, do you know if you have to be a Frederick County resident to use that facility, the VA facility, or the
2: No, 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 no. You do not. You do not. Um, it's a great facility out there on Monocacy. I think they open every morning at Platoon 7 a.m. 22. Yeah, it, it's, it is Platoon Twenty Two is the Veteran Services Center located right beside the Goodwill and Rudders. Um, they're not paying me to say all this. I just I'm a veteran, and I'm just telling you it is a great, great facility here in Frederick County that not a lot of people know about, and you don't have to be from Frederick County to use it.
1: All right, Todd, thanks for joining us today. Appreciate stopping down, and uh, we'll look forward to Sheriff tomorrow. Thanks, thanks, Bob. All right, thank you, Todd. It is uh, eight fifty at WFM.